for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 350 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Buddy. The old Loch Ness Monster. The old Loch... Yeah, we're at episode 350. Man, we have so much to talk about. <laughs> because celebration is going on, and because there's two episodes of Obi-Wan to talk about, we got a lot to cover. I'm excited. There's a lot of fun stuff. Um, that being said, we're recording on a Friday night instead of a Thursday. And considering how much we talk about, we might not do emails and voicemails this week. Your your old pal Halls has to start his new job uh, Sunday morning. So he kind of wants to uh, relax tonight and tomorrow. So... Um, We'll catch you guys next week with the emails and stuff. I'm sure you guys understand. You're the best. I'm sure. Um, so listen, follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. If you really enjoy the show, check out the Patreon. This week on Patreon, three releases. We have uh, my thoughts on the Future of Lucasfilm panel. We have... Um, my immediate reaction to Obi-Wan episode one and two, which is a fucking mess. And, uh, I put up a new episode of Hall's calls with our buddy steel, otherwise known as Ajax citizen. Our buddy is now Canon in the star Wars universe. We'll be talking about that. Of course, that's big time, big time steel, Hollywood steel. Um, so yeah, lots going on at Patreon, and they'll be continuing to be a lot more. I will say this, you know, normally, since I, I guess Mandalorian season two, I've watched the episode when it drops at two a.m. our time, and then have recorded a, a reaction. I've done that for you know, Mandalorian, Bad Batch, uh, Book of Boba Fett, now Obi Wan. I don't think I'm going to be able to swing the staying up till two a.m on a Tuesday night anymore, at least for a little while, um, cause of the mm -hmm. new job. So there will still right. be an immediate reaction. The immediacy 
of the reaction won't be until, you know, sometime earlier in the afternoon on Wednesday when I have a chance to watch it and then record about it. So just so you guys know, (coughs) buddy, this week has been tough. Let me tell you. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, man. I, um, I didn't expect to, to have the, the FOMO, the celebration FOMO hit me as hard as it did. I'll be honest Mm -hmm. with you. And it's not even like the panels are cool, like, and all that stuff is very cool. And of course I would love to be there. It's more the hanging out with all our buddies. That is what I'm real bummed about. Right. Right. But several of those buddies have been, uh, reaching out and updating and stuff. And, uh, that's been real nice. That's been real nice. Um, that's really sweet. Yeah, man. Look, man. We got some good Star Wars friends, you know, and uh, it's all because of this goofy podcast. And <laughs> yeah, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. It's it's really cool. Um, so let's talk about some celebration stuff first, buddy. How do you like that idea? I love that. <laughs> um, so celebration is in full swing. Two days completed yesterday. Obviously, the bigger day as far as announcements and stuff. Tomorrow, Saturday, potentially has some big information in store because the big panel that starts the day off is called Mando Plus. It's a a whole panel devoted to the Mandalorian. Um, But the big panel on Thursday that kicked everything off was the future of Lucasfilm, right? And there was a lot of stuff. There was a lot of stuff at the future of Lucasfilm, um, including stuff that wasn't Star Wars, right? Which I saw some people be like, I don't get it. Like, isn't this Star Wars celebration? Well, yes. Yes, it's Star Wars celebration, but it's in the panel name, the future of Lucasfilm. They didn't call it the future of Star Wars, right? So we got the Willow trailer and... Uh, a thing about Indiana Jones 5. I feel, considering old Uncle George's involvement with both of those franchises, that uh, they they earned their little spot on the panel, especially considering fucking Harrison Ford came out, man. Like, come on. You you really going to complain about Harrison Ford showing up to a Star Wars celebration? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um... But as far as Star Wars is concerned, they sort of kicked it all off with Andor, which we got a trailer for. What did you think of the trailer? And I thought the trailer was amazing. I really thought the production value and then kind of the immersion into the world. Just in like the you trailer, can tell right? The yeah. Story, yeah, just in the trailer, you can tell how much weight the story has and how kind of secondary that it takes place in the Star Wars galaxy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. There's and this sense conveyed that it's just... There's a scale to I it. I don't know. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, I've been saying for a while now, like, I think there could be something special with Andor once we saw that behind-the-scenes footage and you saw that, like... And then, like, you know, they were filming in a lot of real-world locations and stuff as well. So... I don't know. I just felt like something about the production of it seemed 
a little more movie-like than, say, something like, you know, Mando, Book of Boba, even Obi-Wan to a certain extent, because, you know... Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It seems like the production value on it is of, like, <laughs> high-quality cinema. Yeah, like, and so we found out the release date. The release date is August 31st, uh, 12 episodes. They're going to be doing another two-episode premiere. So we'll get the first two episodes on August 31st. And then the next 10 weeks, we'll get episodes of Andor, which will basically lead right into Willow, <laughs> pretty much, you know. So um, it's going to be pretty kick-ass. Uh, also, they did announce, I mean, this was one of those things that was sort of known, but the, as far as an official announcement, they said that they are starting production on season two in November of this year. And that will be another 12 episodes. And the second season will lead right into Rogue One. So we're getting two seasons of Andor. We know ahead of time this is a two-season deal, 24 episodes. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, the quality of that just seems out of the park. Yeah, and so I guess it takes place about five years before Rogue One. So we're going to see quite a bit of time covered, right? Um, mm -hmm. if, if, uh, if with it leading in directly into Rogue One. Um, one of the things I noticed from the trailer that I thought was pretty interesting is you see like Republic gunships, you see clone troopers, right? You also see regular stormtroopers. So I think there is going to be quite a flashback in it as well. If we're seeing both versions of those troopers. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> clone troopers were not in use five years before Rogue One. Um, by any means. So... Um, I think that's something that we're going to see. You know, Cassian says he's been in this fight since he's six years old. I think that's, I mean, I think that's what we'll see, right? Right. Um, there was also like that fucking Star Wars weirdness to the trailer too. Like with the way it opened with that guy in the tower ringing that giant bell with the two hammers. Mm -hmm. Uh Yeah. That was like, I don't know, man. I really dug the trailer. Like I thought it was one of the stronger trailers for a Disney plus series we've gotten. Um, and I'm all about it. I can't wait for this show. I think it's going to be something pretty special. Um, I do too. in an interview, I think it was with variety. Um, uh, the director, Tony Gilroy or the producer or whatever, his role is said that we don't see K2SO in this first season, but they're doing a second season. So we will see how Cassian and K2SO meet. Um, just not in this first season. Cause that was always a question of whether like Alan Tudyk was involved in K2SO and stuff like that. That is an interesting question because, um, he is a, a really great voice artist. Well, and, you know, he did the motion capture for him, too, on set for Rogue One. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, I um, 
I do wonder. I mean, I well, I don't wonder. I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen because there was a like a Cassian and K2SO miniseries comic that came out around the time of Rogue One that detailed how Cassian met <laughs> K2SO. Yeah, goodbye, nice to know you. That is, <laughs> they are not going to take that into account. <laughs> it sucks, but like that is not. They have already shown that they're going to play fast and loose, especially if it's in a comic book. If it's in a comic book, or maybe even a book, they might tweak some things here and there if they need to. <clears throat> um. So basically, they've already given us that, and they're not going to rehash it. Well, they're they're going to rehash it, but I, I bet you it's going to be different than the comic, much like how the um, the Kanan stuff at the beginning of um, Bad Batch was different than yeah. um, the comic Kanan, the Last Padawan. Just like some of the Cobb Vanth stuff was different than the aftermath book that he showed up in so like right yeah there's gonna be some differences so just go ahead like look i love star wars comics too but if you're like a hardcore star star wars comics place just go ahead or person go ahead and like prepare yourself because they're going to change it right or i'm gonna be completely wrong happens all the time not all um well, actually, I think so. I don't think they kicked it off with Andor. I think they kicked it off with um, Obi Wan, <clears throat> and you know talked about it, and then announced that everybody that was in the panel could come see the first two episodes later that day. Um, then next up, they brought um, Dave Filoni and John Favreau out to talk about um, Ahsoka and Mandalorian season three. Um, they had like a video message from Rosario Dawson talking about how she couldn't be at Celebration because she was actually filming the show that day. Um, they confirmed that that's coming out in 2023. And then to the real, really chaps my ass buddy sitting at home, they showed uh, like a trailer or a sizzle reel for Mandalorian season three that they did not release to the public. Oh, no. Thankfully, as always happens with this uh, this sort of thing, the someone bootlegged that shit. And, uh, you know, the quality's not great, but I got the gist of it by watching it. You know what I mean? Where you get to watch half the ceiling through yep. half of it? Yep, yep. Oh, oh, you've seen the bootleg as well, have you? <laughs> mm, indeed. Um, You know, sort of... Not that it's not cool, but it's it sort of seems like it's going in a direction that we kind of guessed given Mandalorian Season 2 and Din and stuff in the Book of Boba Fett. The armorer is still pissed off at him for removing his helmet. I did notice in the footage that it looks like the armorer is no longer set up in the uh, culvert like in the underground of that space station where they were in Book of Boba mm-hmm. Fett. This time it looked like she was in some sort of cave. Yeah, some sort of cave with sandy, deserty background. Yeah, um, and she says, like, there's no way for you to redeem yourself because of the destruction of Mandalore. Um, we see Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan seems like she is going to play quite a big role in this season. 
there's a really cool shot of her sitting in a throne of some sort, like this really cool looking throne. Um, I wonder if that's the ruins of Mandalore. I don't think they showed any Mandalore in that trailer. He's going there clearly, hmm. but I don't know that they showed any of that. Um, uh, we got to see grief Karga. He is wearing a awesome new outfit. <laughs> My dude just looks cooler and cooler every season. Um, there's, uh, you know, your, your typical cute Grogu stuff in there. Uh, some scenes of what looks like a space battle of some sort with the Mando and his new ship. Um, and then, um, it sort of ends off with him saying, or uh, saying like, I'm going to go to Mandalore. So that's, that's the setup for the season. We, I remember Bo-Katan looking at Grogu and saying, did you oh, think yeah. your dad was the only Mandalorian? Yes. That's actually how it ends. You're right. I totally forgot that. Like that's how it ends is Bo-Katan talking to Grogu and saying, did you think your dad was the only Mandalorian? Um, looks real cool i'd love to see it in good quality i mean what can you do like that's that's it happens at every celebration right and i've been lucky enough to be in a panel that wasn't broadcast and have a great time so i'm not going to begrudge the people that were lucky enough to get in the panel and see it you know um <clears throat> i do think it's weird though that they didn't stream the rest of the panel like, cause the only thing that they didn't release to the public was, um, the Mando stuff. So they could have literally cut away for a couple of minutes during the stream if they didn't want to broadcast that. <clears throat> um, Mando season three is coming out in February, 2023. So not this year, early next year. I kind of think it probably has something to do with Willow as well because Willow's coming out towards the end of November and it's probably going to go through December and then into January. So, uh, can't wait though. Real hyped for that. Real hyped for that. There, oh, and there were some other Mandalorians in that trailer too from <laughs> the little bit that I can see. Like lots of them. <coughs> <laughs> so that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then they brought out John Watts, the director of the three Spider-Man movies. We've been talking about this uh, secret project that they're in pre-production on called Grammar Rodeo. It was in the Variety article. Well, they came out and confirmed it, gave us the actual name. It's Star Wars Skeleton Crew, and it's going to star Jude Law. Um. They gave some brief story stuff about it, saying that it's about four kids who get lost in the galaxy and are trying to find their way home. They're like, you know, 10 years old-ish. And mm -hmm. John Watts said that it's a show that stars kids, but it's not a show for kids. So. Right. Stranger Things. It immediately things. reminds me of Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say, it immediately reminds me of Stranger Things. That's sort of uh, a reference point that's been tossed around uh, as this series has been out in the rumor mill for a couple of months now. 
was Star Wars Stranger Things was the reference that people kept going back to. Um, so, uh, hey, sounds cool to me. Um, can't wait to f- figure out more about it. It's coming out in 2023. So, so far, we have Mandalorian Season 3 in 2023, Ahsoka, and Star Wars Skeleton Crew. So, those are three shows. I don't necessarily think Andor Season 2 will be next year. Because it takes quite a bit longer to produce 12 episodes. As opposed to, like, you know, the 7 or 8 that they do for the Mando shows. So, it'll probably be 2024 for season two of that. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think if there was really any, cause then they did Willow. They did Indiana Jones. I think that was it for star Wars. Weirdly enough. And, and it was definitely something that everybody noticed. No mention of the next movie. Um, and then, you know, cause all the different media outlets are getting opportunities to interview everybody, right? At Star Wars right. Celebration. I believe it was Total Film that uh, interviewed Kathleen Kennedy and they asked her about the next Star Wars movie and she said that Taika Waititi's movie is the next one up and that they're targeting late 2023, but nothing set in stone. So maybe we get a Star Wars movie at the end of next year. That shit's got to get. Oh man, rolling. I'm hoping. Yeah, that shit's got to get rolling quick if that's gonna happen real fast. Like you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Unless she's just like playing it cool and not wanting to say, you know, not let on that it's further along than it seems like it is. <clears throat> they got to get moving pretty quick on that. Yeah, they do. I um, mean, you, you know, they may be already, but yeah, it would seem that they got to get a move on. Well, we know it's been in the process of at least getting written. So we'll see. Um, and then that was kind of it. I mean, little things here and there through the next day or through the rest of the day. And then today, like the panel that started it off was like an ILM panel, um, which seems pretty cool. Like, seems like a cool panel, but not necessarily one you're going to get a whole lot of news out of, right? Uh, But two things did fucking sort of get dropped today that were pretty interesting. Um, One of them is a new animated show that's set during the High Republic era. And I believe the name, I'm double-checking it right now, is Young Jedi Adventures. Set Mm -hmm. during the High Republic era, the original series follows younglings as they study the ways of the Force and become Jedi. Compassion, self-discipline, teamwork, patience, and friendship. Young Jedi Adventures is coming to Disney Plus in Disney Junior Spring 2023. So an animated show set during the High Republic that's aimed at a, a definite younger audience, right? Mm-hmm. If Disney Junior is one of its platforms. <clears throat> Whatever, man. Fucking cool. I'll check it out. When are we going to get news on Tales of the Jedi and Star Wars Visions Season 2? Huh? That's, that's what I want to know. 
I know, I know the tales of the Jedi panel is tomorrow, so we'll fig- find out something then. Ooh, I'm excited. Me too, buddy. Me too. And then <clears throat> um, the other thing that has me very excited is we got our first te- like teaser trailer for Star Wars Jedi Survivor, the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. That kid looks super grown up now. Well, it's like, five years super- later. Okay. They established that it's set five years after the first one. Um, it is only coming to quote unquote current gen consoles. So that means just Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, and PC, right? Yeah. So previous generation of consoles. It was going to happen eventually. It probably is happening happening at a slower pace because of COVID and stuff. But now we're starting to see that transition. Uh, what did you think of the teaser trailer? Loved it. I mean, yeah, I don't just know. Loved it. I don't know what the fuck is going on, um, but it's real cool. It's real cool, and it's mm-hmm. got me real excited. I assume so. You know, like one of the the later shots is some guy with like long hair in a Bacta tank or something. Seems like looks he, like he's missing an arm. Maybe it was hard to really get a lot of detail. I think he. I is, thought I could see legs, but a missing arm. <clears throat> I, I mean, but that's just what I thought I could see after the first watch. Yeah, I think he is going to be the Jedi survivor referenced in the title. Interesting. Um, I don't know what it's all about. Um, he has a real Sephiroth look to him. He kind of does. He kind of does, doesn't he? That that stuck out to me too. You know, I'm always looking to make a comparison to Final Fantasy VII whenever I can. Um, I mean, the long white hair suspended in a, you know, suspended in a tank. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did an interview with Stig Asmussen. He is the director of this game. He was the director of the previous one. Before that, he was probably best known for working on the earlier God of War games. Uh, and there were a couple of questions that I thought were interesting um, that I wanted to bring up. One of which is Respawn just released a teaser for Star Wars Jedi Survivor at Star Wars Celebration. I know there's not much you can say, but something that struck me about it is the mood of the piece. It's mysterious and menacing. And I'm wondering if you'd say that's a reflection of what might be in store. And he said, yeah, you nailed it right there. That's the purpose and the tone of it is to leave the player with a lot of questions, but they're very intrigued. The game is all about survival. That's why it's called Jedi Survivor. They are in dark times and Cal and the crew are doing whatever it takes to stay alive. That might mean they are making some connections with people Uh, that might be considered unsavory. Some of that is portrayed in the trailer, and again, I don't want to give anything away, but there's definitely a sense of, I don't want to spoil anything, sorry. Um, So, they're keeping their cards close to their chest. It's coming out next year. It's also coming out in 2023. So while we are having quite the incredible 2022 as far as star wars is concerned um 
2023 is going to be pretty balling too, buddy. It's already they're already that's lining it gonna, up. I was going to say like that's going to be one balling year. And if that and if they can get out that Taika Waititi movie to end the year, so we're sitting on Mandalorian season three, Jedi Survivor, uh, Young Jedi Adventures, Ahsoka, Star Wars Skeleton Crew, Tales of the Jedi, maybe whatever else and maybe a movie Ooh, that could be Ooh, a, lot. a lot that is a lot that is a lot we uh, podcast gonna last at least another year my dude <laughs> <laughs> gonna last <laughs> we'll at be good at least another year <clears throat> all right buddy um let's talk about obi-wan oh boy so, to clue you guys in, um, you know, normally Thursdays are recording night, and um, so I was done with work fairly early, was just hanging out. Um, like I said, friends at Celebration sent me some messages and were like, man, it sucks you're not here, we miss you, blah, blah, blah. It was real nice. Uh, and then a bunch of our friends got to go see the first two episodes early at the premiere at celebration. Um, and none of them spoiled a goddamn thing. Mm. None of them. They, they were all really cool, but I was starting to hear inklings of like, dude, it's real good. You know, that sort of thing. Oh, it's real good. Blah, blah, blah. So the hype, which was already pretty considerable was just mounting. And I was like, man, Oh, I want to play some Halo with Will. Keep my mind off of Obi-Wan for a little while because I got to wait till two in the morning until they premiere this thing. Right. And then they announce, hey, we're going to premiere it early. We're going to premiere it at nine Pacific, which was 11 our time. Oh, shit. Hot damn. Then Will hits me up. Hey, are you on Xbox? Get on the headset. And I'm like, hey, man. Would you be opposed to watching, doing like a watch party and watching Obi-Wan together since they're releasing it early? And my man Will was like, fuck yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we did. We got through the whole first That's, episode. What was crazy is, you know, when we were playing the the hype right before, mm -hmm. we were going to, um, Right before we were going to watch Obi-Wan, we won all three matches we played. And they were hot fart, like, up to the last second. We went... 11 to 10. Uh, yeah, undefeated. Undefeated in the new ga Halo game type because of the power of the hype of the Obi-Wan series. Um, So, buddy, just, you know, just an overview of the first episode. We'll try and keep them separate as much as possible. What did you think of the first episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi? I mean, it was just incredible. Um, a, a sense of loss oh. for Obi-Wan. A sense of sadness at what his life has become. Mm -hmm. A sense of sadness for how diminished he kind of seems. How weak he kind of seems. Mm -hmm. um, do we see the little girl in the first episode? Yes. Okay. I mean, we're in spoiler territory, of right? Of course. Like, Everybody, you, I don't think you tune in to this episode. If, if, right. If you're, I just wanted to make sure. No, full, full the spoilers. The little girl, 
that plays Leia on point, like on rebellious, point. smart, witty, like on point, little Leia on point. She's great. She is one of the highlights on the show. <laughs> and that is so hard to get right. Like, you know, it's a roll of the dice with a kid actor, whether it's yeah. going to be good or not. And she's real good. And given how much she's in the show, that could have been a real make it or break it moment as far as casting goes. Um, yeah. So, you know, this was going to be a movie at one point. And the thing that I think we benefit most from it being six episodes of TV versus a movie is there's no way they would have spent that much time on sort of the, the brokenness of Obi-Wan and they would have done a little of that, but then it would have, they would right. have had to move on to the adventure. Right. Right. And you actually get to get a feel for it. Yes. In this, like it really establishes what Obi-Wan's life is mm -hmm. and why he kind of has this unhealthy obsession with Luke. I mean, and I say I don't mean like weird, unhealthy, but it's like it's the only reason he lives. Mm -hmm. It's quite clearly the only reason Obi Wan exists is to protect this kid and potentially train him when he becomes of age. That's about to be me. It, like, so like Obi Wan, I made this joke when we were um, watching. So you know, Obi Wan works at this meat packing plant, but because it's Star Wars, it's cool and it's weird. It's some sort of under the sand giant whale or something. I don't yeah, know. some sort of some sort of sand manta ray that's kind of half sticking out of the the sand. And they're carving the meat off this giant animal, and Obi Wan is like they're salting it and packaging it and stuff. So yeah, Obi Wan works at a meat packing plant. He always cuts off a little piece every day to take to his EOP buddy, right? Which the minute that happened, I was like, this is why Obi-Wan's my dude. Of course he's taking care of his EOP buddy. He clearly smells terrible. Like, yeah. you know, um, eating sand salmon or whatever that is down the shirt, you know, every day without washing your clothes. Sure. I can imagine that dude smells rank. And um, the joke I made is that's about to be me with my new job and Luke is going to, and, and, and Walter's going to be my Luke. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um I can't leave him at the house alone. <laughs> Shit. Um but yeah, so <clears throat> real cool. Um you know, we see him watching over Luke which we fought, saw from the trailer. Um Oh, I mean, we didn't even talk about the opening. The way that it openings opens with Order 66 incredible incredible like yeah. i thought it was really good the lady jedi was awesome and will hit me with a theory that i think is 100 percent on i think you nailed it buddy what tell everybody what your theory is well i mean there's the little black girl that is the jedi padawan that's trying to escape and then the, the next scene you see is her name reva or reva reva yeah. Reva. You see I, Reva in the next scene. And in my mind, me, it was like, I bet that's that little girl. I bet yep. that's her trying to escape the Jedi Temple. Yep. I think you're 100% right. Um, so the opening with the Inquisitors, like, you know, 
that Grand Inquisitor design took some lumps online, and I felt some of it was justified. But in the in the show, when it's moving and he's talking and he's super menacing and stuff, it didn't bother me one bit. Not at all. No, he was super menacing. Yeah, like you were scared of him, kinda. Yeah, you were like, "Damn, girl, you you're sassing that guy." I wouldn't be sassing him. Yep. Uh, the fifth brother I thought was also real cool. Um, yeah. And yeah, so they're they're on Tatooine hunting a Jedi. Um, and it, it is that, looking for Obi Wan Kenobi. No, he's not on Tatooine looking for Obi Wan. He happens to see Obi Wan in town. Oh, okay. And he's like, "I saw you in town, and I couldn't, and I, and I couldn't believe it was you." Um, and but what they establish in that scene is that Reva is obsessed with finding Obi Wan, like. She's like, why are we going after these Jedi scraps? <laughs> we should be going after something bigger. And, and like they go ahead and establish like she is specifically wants to find Obi-Wan. Right. To an obsessed point. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, would make sense, right? You would have to imagine at some point Vader would be like, look, there's this one dude that we really got to figure out where, where he is. <laughs> I got I got major problems with this dude. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um so that would be a target that the inquisitors would know about and would and you know would be a big deal if they could find. Um I thought Moses Ingram who plays Reva really good. Really good. She's one of the more interesting villains um in recent Star Wars, I feel like. I was about to say she's one of the more uh, you know, I guess fully given over to the dark side villains because, you know, really the last tortured villain I saw was Kylo Ren and there was, light you know, the whole him. point of him is there's light in him, right? You know, there's light in him still. And you could feel the conflict in him yep. and that's good. He's a solo. You want that to happen. This girl seems to have be wholly lost and consumed yeah, and- by the dark side she is she's got like that that sith thing of wanting more power in favor right um Mm -hmm. so and not caring what she has to do to get it even in subordination like does not scare her i gotta tell you one of my favorite things about the first episode was tika the jawa that uh, steals from Obi-Wan and then sells him his shit back. Right. And dude, when, when he showed up and gave him the T 16 Skyhopper model, which I'm assuming, I think it's a, a safe assumption is the same one from a new hope that you see Luke playing with in the garage. Playing with, Yeah. I was like, Oh, like that makes some sense. That makes some sense. He eventually gets one, right? Because he talks about bullseye. Yes, he yes. eventually talks about bullseyeing Wamprans in his T sixteen back home. Yep, just like Beggars Canyon. Just like Beggars Canyon. Um, so I thought that was real cool. <clears throat> Skyhopper. Then when uh, Obi Wan does the peep and creep and leaves it for him on the Lars homestead in the middle of the night, and then the next day, that's what 
kicks off his confrontation with Owen, right? Mm-hmm. And that scene, like we've seen clips of it, right? We saw a, a little bit of it in the trailer, and then they released a little bit of a longer version uh, leading up to the show. But the full thing, dude, it is good. It's too and intense. It's too. Dude, dudes. talk about I was. Yeah, yeah, it's intense. Like, and it's two dudes. Those two fellas know a thing or two about acting. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. yeah. Both heavyweight actors. Yeah. Um and the the phrasing of you don't care if he's okay, you care if he's showing. Saying showing, like Yeah. I don't know, man. It was just their confrontation between the two of them was real fucking well written. And like you know Lars being like Anakin is dead I'm not going to allow you to do the same thing to a son or whatever right and then as soon as their conversation is over somewhere right around timestamp 2846 who is on screen but our buddy Steel man and let me tell you okay so I'm not going to act like I had Mr. fucking laser vision and was like, holy shit, that's steel. No, nah, man. I just watched the fucking episode and had no idea. Me and Will are chatting, having a good time watching. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Things don't suck for a little bit. Holy shit. It's Obi-Wan, right? And then uh, you had to go after the first episode. So yep. I'm watching the second episode. And I'm getting messages from King Tom and Tracy and Randy and Araj and Corey and Struthers. And uh, I'm going to forget somebody. Steel, of course. Um, They're all sending me messages fucking with me. Being like, hey man, why are you texting King Tom and and not me? Blah, 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 right? Just fucking Mm -hmm. with me. They're all hanging out together. Decided to fuck Mm -hmm. with their old pal halls. And oh, like, Hawes didn't come. It's time to fuck with him. I'm, I'm like, guys, I literally paused the, the second episode to uh, address this. I'm going to go watch the episode. And then I finish and I text everybody the exact same text so nobody could, uh, could complain. And then King Tom sends me a message that is a picture of the screen like paused and he go and and i'm like wait a second is that steel and then he texts me a picture of steel's celebration sticker you know he always does like a kick-ass sticker design and this mm-hmm. year's celebration sticker is steel song like it's it's the blue text on the star background um you know what i mean yeah, like uh, the Star Wars credits, and I'm, I want to find the exact wording of it with Steel Saunders as Ajax Citizen. So this homie got special stickers made, <laughs> and it, like I couldn't comprehend it. It's one of those things where I was like, "Wait a second, did I fall asleep and I'm dreaming?" You know what I mean? Like in this split second, I'm like, My goodness. "Steel's in Star Wars." And then it sinks in. I fucking FaceTime that dude. I'm like, holy shit, blah, blah, blah. 
our buddies in Star Wars. It's pretty fucking cool. That and is cool. He said he's got some real fun stories about it. Um, there's going to be quite the Steel Wars content coming for sure. And if you want a little preview of just a little bit of it, you can subscribe to the Steel Wars or Blue Harvest Patreon and listen to the latest Hall's Calls because uh, I got to ask there him a few is. questions about it. It was a little pluggy plug. <laughs> um, and then sort of intercut with all the Obi-Wan stuff, right, is the Princess Leia stuff. Right. Uh, and Alderaan is fucking cool. Incredible, yeah. Like, only getting the little bit of it we did at the end of episode three, you were like, okay, well, it looks like a nice place, but you really get to see quite a bit of it fucking brea organa is actually a character in this instead of just being you know in the very one of the very last scenes of uh revenge of the sith with no dialogue god, right goddamn jimmy smith's is back killing it mm. as bail killing killed it. it killing it dude dude i when i saw jimmy smith's my face lit up so bad i don't know what that what it is but i was just so stoked man because being been a talk- good dad, being yeah. a good senator. Yeah, and, man. You know. And like you can see like the way the actress, I apologize, I don't know, know her name off the top of my head, that plays Brea and Jimmy Smith's, you can see their influence on the Leia that you meet later in the original trilogy, right? Like right. it makes sense that those two characters are Princess Leia's parents would be the would be the influence that made princess leia um leia's got a real cool little batteries not included style droid called lola that's uh pretty cool um and the scene of her uh dressing down her cousin at the dinner or whatever that's lethal that's when i was like oh fuck yeah this is awesome. <laughs> um, it's like that kid just got immolated. Like, yeah. Talk about burn. And then Leia gets kidnapped by Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Tiny bit distracting. A tiny bit distracting that it was Flea. Like I was expecting his character to walk out of the woods with a sock on his dick. Yeah, I, I do like that Flea knows where he fits, right? Flea fits in the category of like gross henchman henchman lackey. Yeah. Like it's almost exactly the thing from the Big Lebowski. Um and then so one of the toughest scenes in this episode to me is when the uh, fugitive Jedi finds Obi-Wan out in the desert and is like pleading to him with help for help. And Obi-Wan's like, no, nah, no, nah, man, it's been 10 years. The, f- the fight is lost. And I was like, I feel you <laughs> like, it, 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 dude. So sad. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> they hung that poor guy in the city square, didn't they? After they killed him. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then Obi-Wan gets the message from Brea 
and uh, Bale, and they're like, Schmitz. Yeah, the Schmitz. Like the begging Schmitz. him to help with, uh, like, find Leia. And he's like, what about the Senate? And they're like, we can't let this get public. And he's like, what about a bounty hunter? And they were like, you're the only one that can do it. And he's like, my job is to just, my job is to watch over the boy. And Jimmy Smith says, she's just as important as he is. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh shit. That's a good line. He's right. He is right. He is right. He's right. <clears throat> so then Obi-Wan's like, nah, man, hangs up the phone. Jimmy Smith comes to Tatooine to talk to him in person. He said, fuck no, you. I'm coming. I'm coming, bruh. Um, You're going to save my kid. Yep. And it gives another great Jimmy Schmitz fucking speech, man. And he has an awesome line where he's like, you're the only person I trust with my daughter or whatever. I'm paraphrasing. And it yeah. reminds me of that line in Rogue One where he's like, hey, uh, you know, they're talking. Um, and he's like, I'm going to send someone to Tatooine to meet an old friend or something or, or, you know, get help from an old friend. And the guy's like, do you trust them? And he goes, I would trust her with my life referring to Leia. Like it's a very yeah. similar line. Uh, real fucking cool. Yeah. Um, I, uh, the scene where she's being kidnapped is emotionally very hard for yeah. me. That was, that was fucking me up there for a minute yeah it was really horrifying um and then uh obi-wan goes out into the desert and starts digging up his saber and i don't know why like i didn't see it coming because i was expecting uh, like i got i was like oh he's going to get a saber best saber in the game baby right my favorite lightsaber hilt and then when the yep. box opened and it was his and Anakin saber, like, yeah, of course, of course that, but I didn't see it coming. I'm dumb like that. No wonder. Like I, I gasped. No, dude. I was like, oh, Anakin saber. Oh my goodness. Um, and then, uh, Obi-Wan's off, man. He's leaving Tatooine for the first ten for the first time in ten years. For a man who is hiding his Jedi identity, he should clip that lightsaber to his belt real, real quick. quick. And yeah, come on, man. Like I know you're a little out of practice, but be a little. I mean, keep about it, it secret, keep it safe. Bro. Yeah, like, man. Do not learn anything from Gandalf. Man, uh, uh, it's, it's quite cool. It is quite cool. Um, really loved the first episode. Was it was it super high on action? No, but but to me the quality of the story is more important than the high octane action. Yeah, and that's why I'm enjoying this story as a six episode format than, like I said, in a movie, right? Because by the time Steel showed up on screen in a movie, like 28 minutes in. His ass would have been off Tatooine, maybe even off Dayu at that point. Like, that's how quick Star Wars movies roll. Yeah. For the most part. Headed for the confrontation and fall before the second shot yep. and redemption. Yep. Um, so then episode two. Episode two contained a cameo that legit made me do a spit take. 
and it's right at the beginning. Obi-Wan's on Dayu, and someone asks him if he's got any money to spare, and as soon as the dude talks, I'm like, oh, that's Timora. That's Timora Morrison. And sure enough, it is. It was. They worked my boy Timora in as like a, a veteran clone that's asking for donations on the street. And he With a is big ass beard. Buddy, I cut my beard and hair like three weeks before a version of Tamora Morrison that I could. Yeah, three weeks before Hobo uh, Tamora. Uh, uh, hey, man, we're talking about how my hair and beard look similar. Could we maybe say like rockin' Tamora Morrison or kick-ass Tamora Morrison? <laughs> Well, they no longer resemble each other, so we can call him Hobo Hobo uh, Mando. Well, maybe I'm a maybe I'm gonna get some fat boy clone armor made, and that's what I'm gonna cosplay as at the next celebration I go to. And whenever be, the fuck that happens, you're gonna be wheeling through celebration, and be like, mm, he smells authentic. He looks like he's been what? Why would you think I would smell bad? Bro, you're taking some shots, bro. But if you are authentically sleep on the streets, hobo clone trooper. Bro. I don't know. You you probably have to smell bad, right? It's called makeup. It's called special effects. Just when I had long hair and a beard, I didn't smell that bad. Right? No. I don't think. I'm assuming you kept it clean. You know I keep it clean. <laughs> you know I keep it clean, bro. I'm about to go. I'm about to pause the recording and go give it a quick wash. <laughs> Lemony press. Um. So Obi Wan is on Dayu, and uh, he's looking for Leia, and this kid leads him to. Kumail Nanjiani's character, who is a Jedi, quote unquote, yeah, who is awesome. He is super awesome. He is this guy who rips people off, but also helps them and pretends to be a Jedi. Yeah, and he uses like magnets and and you know smoke and mirrors to make it seem like he's a Jedi. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um and Obi-Wan comes in on him negotiating with a mother who's trying to get her kid to safety and you know he's like asking for money like he's he's not straight up asking for money but he's sort of implying it, right? And then <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then Obi-Wan starts talking to him and Obi-Wan plays along at first, which is real fucking funny i thought it's yeah it's real coy um <clears throat> i really dug that part pulls the gun like mm-hmm. straight up's like i know you're full of shit pulls the gun yeah Help and calls me find what i'm looking for um and so kamel nanjiani leads him to an episode of breaking bad <laughs> he sends him to an episode of breaking bad where they're making what i assume is spice right spice yeah um, and Obi-Wan uh, or it could have been any one of those number of substances he was offered which are all spice when he, oh I thought those were no, different things spice is sort of just the umbrella Star Wars term for drugs and then underneath spice 
there's a bunch of different ones. Like, so like, okay. you know how you could be like nicotine, Valium, alcohol, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you're talking about drugs, <laughs> um, yeah. that is spice. Um, he blows something up so he can go in the back. He gets in like a tussle with a couple of dudes. He finds Leia. It's, well, it's kind of the way Southerners use Coke to describe all, any soda. all sodas. Any yeah. soda. Can I have a Coke? What flavor is a question that might be followed instead of, yes, here is a Coca-Cola. And a or asking you, what kind of Coke do you want? Exactly. Yes. Yes. Um, anyway. And uh, he tries to find Leia fucking flea uh pulls a fast one on him it's when you find out brings the trap right and then they kind of establish like that reva is using lay like she is the one who set up the kidnapping of leia because she found some connection between bale and obi-wan in the archives and she figures she could exploit that weakness right and to draw out obi-wan and she was yeah that's right she was right yeah um, and Obi-Wan like throws this bottle of spice or whatever that he gets from that lady at the beginning on the ground and basically doses the three dudes holding him hostage or, or, or keeping him trapped. Right. And then he gets Leia. And then what happens after that is some of my favorite shit in this show. And that's the relationship between Obi-Wan and Leia. So good. Yeah, it's still it's still being navigated at the moment. It is, but like, um, like she's super smart and like she's like, oh, are you? I see. Is that a lightsaber? Are you a Jedi? And then when he's trying to get her to change into a different outfit so they can blend in better, and mm-hmm. uh, he's like, yeah, well, you don't need those. Talking about the gloves, and then he's like, I, and the gloves, like, and the gloves. Oh. <laughs> I just love it and how she's just like constantly on him while they're going through. And she's like, make me float. If you're a Jedi, make me a float. <laughs> yeah. Do it. If you can, if yeah. you're not scared. Um, it's his first taste of parenting. Yes. I mean, literally, cause he's the has, doesn't get to spend time with Luke. He can only yep. watch him from afar. Yep. He literally has no idea how to interact with a kid. Yep. Um, I mean, I say that other than Ahsoka, he basically helped raise Ahsoka. That is true. You got a good point. Uh, And then um, she, so like she calls him out and where she's like, you think uh, saying less will, what is it? She says something about like, you think if you say less, it won't look like you're hiding something, but it's that it's the exact opposite or something. And he goes, yeah, how old are you? <laughs> and she's like, I'm 10. Well, you don't sound like you're 10. <laughs> I just really dug the Obi-Wan and Leia stuff. Like, and then there's really that moment it. where she's being really hard headed and he's like, you know, you remind me of someone. Oh, dude. <sighs> Misty eyed that scene. Right? So it's, it's towards the later in the show, but it is another really good moment between the two of them where she, he's like, you remind me of someone I knew. And she was like, um, was she a Jedi too? And he's like, no, she was a leader. And he's talking about Padme. Bro. Yep. 
really good. Really good. <laughs> yep. Well, what's interesting uh, is that the Riva character is intimately uh, claims to be intimately connected with Lord Vader. What do you mean? You know, just the like when she tries to confront Obi Wan, she says, "You know, I, you know, uh, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to take you to Lord Vader. He's been looking for you for a long time." Basically, implying that she has communication with Lord Vader. I think all the you Inquisitors know. kind of do. Like, oh, if, do they? Like, I in, just didn't know if in the dark they side were chain own... of, in the dark side dark side chain of command. Or uh, like Vader's at the top, well, the Emperor, then Vader, and then the Inquisitors are sort of under Vader. Like in Jedi Fallen Order, when you go to Fortress Inquisitorious or whatever it's called, mm -hmm. Vader's there. That's where you end up facing Vader. In okay. There. I just didn't realize that Vader had dominion over the Inquisitors. Like I kind of figured Vader was kind of like a weapon of mass destruction. And even I, I assumed even the Inquisitors are the other dark side would like steer clear of Vader just so they didn't catch collateral damage. Basically, I feel like fucking with Vader is asking to be force choked or used as cannon fodder. Yeah. No. So if I was in the evil regime, I would try not to be under his employ. Now I will say, I do think it's <clears throat> kind of weird that Reva knows that Anakin Skywalker is Vader is Vader. I do think that's odd. I do think that's odd. That's a little weird. Um, but what happens before that is she, so like, you know, the grand inquisitor and the fifth brother and the other lady, the fourth sister, maybe show up and they're like, Hey, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Kidnapping a Senator's kid. And, you know, she explains that it, it was to draw out Obi-Wan and the grand inquisitor tells her like, stand down, I'm going to handle this. And she goes behind his back and high, like gets every bounty hunter, on the planet after is that for long it is not uh, it okay. is it is not it is the same kind of droid and just like ig11 isn't ig88 that's some other robot dickhead eight long no it's i can't remember they there was actually another one of those variety articles last week where they were talking about that droid and gave his name maybe it was two jack or something i can't remember um, but he looked cool and you know who I thought looked really cool was the bounty hunter who had like almost the dinosaur the head. Yeah. Yeah. The velociraptor bounty hunter. Yeah. He was a cool design. He was cool. That's exactly right. Um, okay. His name is one Jack one J A C. Mm. That's the name of that droid. Take that to your Star Wars trivia night. Um, and you have this whole thing with the bounty hunters hunting Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's using a blaster through most of it. We don't see him use a saber at all in the first two episodes. No. I think they're waiting for that moment, and you want to know when I think that moment is going to happen? Uh, with the Vader. Yeah, when he has to face off against old... That's when that's going to happen. Um, old flea bit it at the Inquisitor's hand. Yep, I'm fine with that. Okay, do you think the Inquisitor is done? Done? Oh. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so, um, there's the whole chase scene, right? 
and right. uh, we see Obi Wan. There's a lot of hardcore parkour going on. Uh, Leia's freaked out because she thinks that he's not who he's saying he is. She falls, and then Obi Wan has to use the Force to catch her. Thought that was real. It seems difficult. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. I thought it was a real interesting wrinkle that he didn't just bust out perfect force usage because you assume he hasn't used the force in 10 years, right? Right. And it seems like he's having trouble communicating with Qui-Gon. Like it yeah. seems like that is not a thing he's figured out yet. Um, and what we have seen though with Luke though is once you break the seal, Yes. Things start come flooding back. Yes, that, and I think that could be the case. He struggles to use it and just sort of barely saves her. Um, and then there's another twist to the Kamel Nanjiani character, uh, Hedja, I believe his name is, shows up to help Obi-Wan, and he's like, look, uh, <laughs> he's got this really funny like dialogue where he's like, uh, am I a good person? Yes. Have I made mistakes? Yes. Do I like credits? Do I like credits? Yes. There's sure, a lot of cool yeah, stuff you okay. can buy with credits. <laughs> um, and he tells them, look, go to this automated shipping port because the, you know, the passenger, like the regular port is completely locked down. Take this specific yeah. ship. It'll take you to such and such planet. There's people there that will help you. I think that's going to be the rebellion. I think... That is going to be an earlier, you know, like cell of the rebellion, probably that he's leading them to. Yeah. Um, be kind of cool if it was Saw Guerrera, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Ooh, that would be cool. I think we maybe stand a better chance of seeing Saw and Andor. I mean, we already got Jimmy Schmitz, man. I'm like, what more can I ask for? Jimmy Schmitz, Tamora, and Steel. Sheesh. Um, and so they're off, and that's when Obi Wan and Reva have their sort of comp confrontation. He's like hiding from her, and she drops on him that Anakin's alive. Dude, he starts to lose it. Yeah, like the panic in Obi Wan's face was—you could feel it. Like really well done once again. I know we've been saying that a whole lot. Oh yeah, surprise, surprise. You and McGregor is a great actor. I don't know, man. It was cool. <laughs> you know, I did. She was fleeing the temple while Order 66 was being carried out amongst all the younglings. That's it's true. It's possible she saw Anakin Skywalker as Vader throw him down in the temple. Buddy, that's a real good fucking. You've got some fucking fire theories about this show, my dude. I got to give you credit. Well, it, then, I mean, it was the pre, the amazing, whoever did that prequel wrap up the, the prequel era super cut. That was fucking incredible. Oh, dude. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about it, but the first episode, it's like, do you want to skip the recap? I was like, recap. Was like, and it's, no. it's a prequel recap with incredible music and it's cut really well. Like misty eyed before the show even started really yeah. good. I recommend watching that if you're if you're watching Obi Wan and you didn't watch it for the first time for some reason. Talk uh, about one of the most masterful Spark Notes cuts of the entire prequels. I know. Um, and then uh, the Inquisitor, Grand Inquisitor, shows up and he's like, "I'll handle this," and she stabs him. 
Yeah, so, she's like, you're not taking my shit away from me. Now who's in the gutter? Because he's, he's got this part where he's real shitty to her earlier where he's like, uh-huh. you're the least of us. We pulled you out of the gutter. Um, so she stabs him in the stomach. Now, what? okay. So there's, in my opinion, only two possible outcomes for that character. That is either a different Grand Inquisitor than the one we saw in the first season of Rebels. Even Which though, shouldn't happen. Right. Even though he's the same species. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, With the same eye makeup. Like he's the same species as the guy from Rebels. Now, maybe there was just another one of those species that was like the first brother. And then when the Grand Inquisitor and in Obi-Wan dies, a guy that looks just like him gets promoted to... Uh, gets promoted to Grand Inquisitor. What is this double impact with Jean Claude Van Damme? <laughs> Maybe Papa Palpatine cloned him because he was so good. He was so obedient. Or the dude ends up surviving, which people have survived worse in Star Wars. But then we're gonna kind of need to see that in this show. Then other. Like, just let me know, man. That's what I'm asking is if whatever. Well, the thing is, (laughs) she can't do that and then get away with it. Like, if he survives, she's dead. Does that make sense? Like, yep. Oh, she can't still be part of the organization after having attempted to murder her superior. But I'm just saying, like, I need an explanation. If whatever they want to tell me, just say it. Like, just say it's it's a different guy that's the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, he's the same species. I mean, Rebels. they can give him a bionic tummy. Yeah, give him the old Fennec Shand tummy. Just tell me, because otherwise, I'm real confused. And I don't because... want it to be that they just were like, uh, let's ignore Rebels. Like, you would hope somebody in the story group would be like, hey, guys... <laughs> Well, Filoni, you would think Filoni would have been like, oh, no, we already killed this guy in Rebels. Right. Or did they? Did they beat him or kill him in Rebels? He dies in the last episode of season one. Okay. Um, So while that's going on, Obi-Wan hot tails it out of there, gets on the ship. They're going off. While it's taking off, Reva's talking shit to him, being like, you can't run from him. You can't run from him, Obi-Wan. And it cuts to Obi-Wan like all panicky and shit in the transport. And then. (laughs) And it's like as if he can feel something like it's as if knowing that Vader is still alive. It causes Obi-Wan to kind of, I don't know, reach out, feel through the galaxy. And I feel like when it cuts to Vader, it's it's like Vader feeling Obi-Wan reach out like. I think you're right. Or, Or something to that effect is what I got. Because <clears throat> then it cuts to old fucking burnt hot dog dick Anakin in the back to tank uh, opening his eyes. So I have to assume Vader enters the picture next week, don't you? I mean, one would think. There's only four more episodes, right? So, yeah. Yeah, I think Vader I'm- shows up next week. You know, and when I was looking at 
the Obi-Wan, like looking at the episode, like mm-hmm. the next one of the big backdrops is, you know, Obi-Wan with his lightsaber ready to face off against somebody it's in faded. black. Yeah. You I mean, we knew that we knew this was going to be the rematch of the century or whatever. Um, I totally think Liam Neeson is at least showing up in a, a voiceover capacity. They needs to bird. They bird dog that yeah. so hard. Like they hit it in the recap in the prequel recap part and then addressed it again. Like there was the part where Obi-Wan sort of talks out loud to Qui-Gon. Um, so I think that's definitely coming. Um, give me one second, buddy. Okay. Um, I think Deborah Chow nailed these two episodes. This is what's going to be awesome. Grand slam. Yeah. Out of the park. This is what's going to be awesome about having her direct the whole series. Uh, you like, it's going to be sort of this singular vision, right? Like I love the Mandalorian and book of Boba Fett, but you can tell different directors, right? So I think you can be like, this episode feels a lot different than the last one. Yeah. And I think, this is going to feel like a really long Star Wars movie, especially once it's all out and you watch it all together. Um, so I, I'm really looking forward to the rest of it. I really liked it. Like I knew I was going to like it. I really like it. Really, really like it. And I'm stoked. Me too. Me too. I can't wait for the next one next week. Me neither. So, by the way, we were meant to have our buddy Johnny Grosso on this episode. He had to tap out because he has early baseball commitments in the morning. So, I was like, yeah, that's cool, buddy. So, we are going to have some guests for Obi-Wan. But, you know, he just couldn't make it this time. I told him he could come on the show sometime soon-ish. Absolutely. So, guys, we're going to call it. I want to get ready for get my weekend started. Me and Will got Halo to play with our buddy Steve. So just hear me out real quick. Like us uh, or, 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 or leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you haven't already. Please, guys, it's Star Wars season. We got Obi-Wan out. Get hyped. Leave a iTunes review. It helps us out. If you like our theme song, please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stoned Cobra. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Check out mine and Steve's video game podcast, High Potion, if you like video games or you just want to hear me babble for an extra hour every week. God bless you. This has been Blue Harvest. Next week, we're going to be talking about more Obi-Wan and probably some uh, other celebration news stuff. So until then, I'm Hals Burkhart. And I'm Will Wynn. May the Force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us.